You're listening to For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. I am Andrew, one of your hosts today, and as we are in the first few uh, weeks of the new year, it is time to look back on 2022 in the world of Star Wars and talk about our favorite stories that came out in the year of 2022. We got the full crew here today, Don, Jake, and Connor. How is everyone doing here today? Hello. Uh, for those uh, for those watching if you saw, saw me with my head down, that was me furiously rewriting my um, my list at the last second because I don't do very well with lists. Way to reveal <laughs> how unorganized these episodes can get sometimes, Connor. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the, uh, the pre-production uh, meeting, quote-unquote, that we had for this episode because it was, it was chaos. But we are here. We're going to be doing our top five favorite stories of 2022. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with one of us. They're going to give their number five, and then we'll go another person, and we'll keep doing that from four, three, two, until we get to number one. And then also, if you follow us on Twitter at For the Repub Pod, we put out uh, fan polls uh, for what your favorite projects were of the last year. And we'll go over the results later, but I just got to say, over 770 votes on this poll. I was not expecting that. whatsoever thank you to all of our friends that shared that and got the poll out there getting the amount of votes in there it's the most engaged fan response thing that we've had since we started so i am so thankful that we got a uh, a wide variety of votes for that one and uh we'll talk about that when we get through our list so uh overall i'd say 2022 was a very stacked year probably the most star wars content we've ever had in the single year we had four Disney Plus shows, we had a variety of books and comics, no games, uh, no films, but we still did get a lot of content. We got a lot of big comic runs. Uh, we got the end of High Republic Phase 1 and the start of Phase 2, and we got a lot of really anticipated TV uh, coming to the pipeline, and 2023 looks like it's going to be just as busy of a year, at least in terms of visual content. Uh, so yeah, so let's uh, let's get started here. Um Don, how about you start us off with your, your number five story of the uh, 2022? Thank you very much. All right. So, like, my uh, number five entry for it is The Book of Boba Fett. And I and I put that there mainly because, like, because I have... Time has been less kind uh, to The Book of Boba Fett for me, just in terms of, like, its general structure and stuff. But, like, when it's good, it's really freaking good. Like, the... I really liked the tri- like the tribes of Tatooine episode is amazing. I love the yeah. Lawrence of Arabia illusions, and the finale is a hell of a thing. Like it's just this l- amazing explosive, like you know, like fireworks show that's like literally Robert Rodriguez getting his Star Wars toy box out and just going rah, and <laughs> it's great. It's so much fun. I mean, we get to see Boba Fett riding a Rancor, so like that alone warrants an inclusion for me. I was wondering the- if anyone was going to include. Book of Boba Fett, if I'm being honest. So I'm, I'm kind of glad you have it on there just so we can have representation for a lot of the shows. I I was, I wanted, I'm not going to say anything about my list, but yeah, so Book of Boba Fett, sweet. 
Uh, anything else that you have to say before uh, we move to the next person? Or FedEx really cool. Uh, we got live action Cad Bane, uh, and there was like a moment where everyone was scared for Cobb Vanth. So yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of drama in those last I two episodes. Not, I do not miss that. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, and also terrified. And also, like, uh, we got the best uh, series three opener of the Mandalorian smuggled inside this, which is also yeah. fun. N one Starfighter for the win. Very much. Yeah. Um, you can say what you want about like the inclusion of those shows, but I mean of those episodes. But I, I mean, Bryce Dallas Howard. Like, let's just bow to her. She's very good at making the Star War. Uh, so Connor. Uh, Kick us off. Number five for you. What do we got after five months for me of is Andor. Uh, <laughs> pretty, it's pretty darn good. I so, thought that was going to be a unanimous number one. I'm going to be completely so, honest me, with you. For me, okay, okay, okay. Oh for me God. at least, Andor, it's not, it doesn't have the whole Jedi and Force stuff. And I realize, and like, obviously, not every Star Wars story needs to. But over the last few years or so, I've discovered that, like, the Jedi and the Force is my shit when it comes to Star Wars. So if if those elements of Star Wars are in a story, I'm just going to love it just more on principle. Yeah. But in that but with that said, Andor is just a damn good Star Wars story because, like, you, we get to see more of the ISB. We get to see Saw Gerrera go cuckoo. We get to see Mon Mothma you know, really come into her own as a character and as a senator, um, the building blocks of the rebellion and or himself, you know, starting to become something of a rebel. Uh, as well as all this, just the great side characters, Ferrix, Rosso, my guy. It's a great yeah. show. Just, it's really you good. know. Really, really good. I'm shocked. Know. I thought when it was going to be near the top for everyone, but... That's the beauty of Star Wars is everyone's list is going to be different and everything is going to connect with people in a different way. So that's the beauty of lists like these. I'm also rocking the Naldani uh, National Park hey. shirt right now. So that's pretty damn cool. Uh, I have a, rep I've got a Millennium year. Falcon t-shirt. Uh, Beautiful. I just have a polo on underneath this sweatshirt. So was that the uh, was that the last minute change, or are nope. we going to find out what that was later? Okay. Because nope. oh. Connor changed his list about three times before we started recording here. Uh, he also thought something came out uh, in the wrong year, but we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna mention that. <laughs> so, Jake, uh, what is your number five? Uh, my number five is Midnight Horizon by Daniel Jose Older. Um, I honestly like. I will say this one constantly went back and forth with my number four. Like literally by the day they flip flopped. Um, so this one could be five or four to be honest with you but like i don't know i just like it's such an interesting story to me because i feel like out of all of the young adult novels from higher public phase one it had like probably the best balance of like that kind of intimate like very character driven storytelling that we saw in those novels versus really playing into the overarching story that we saw throughout each wave like, yes. I think that this one definitely held the most consequences for, like, going into, like, the fall of Starlight and, like, you know, the Nile's ultimate plans there. Um, and plus, like, all, like, the fun flashbacks with Cantum and Yoda and, like, 
you know, like the fun banter between Reef and Jam are just like yes. phenomenal. Like I, those two, I love those two. Yes, so much. And Crash that, and her little that gang wizard of security guard, wizard. Yes, no, literally wizard. I love them. <laughs> and yeah, it's just like a stupid fun book. Um, a little long at times, but it's it's so good. Very nice. Uh, so to preface before I get into my number five, I'm just going to go over some of the stuff that I didn't get the chance to get to this year, which is why if you're like, uh, where is this on your list? Uh, here's some examples here. So, where is this? Yeah. So I am very behind on THR. So none of phase two got on there. So no path of the seat, no convergence, no quest for the hidden city. Uh, uh, the main Star Wars comic line, uh, the Vader run, Dr. Aphra, and Bounty Hunters, I am not currently reading, so those not will not close. be on here. Uh, and then Mini Horizon did not get on my list uh, because I haven't gotten to it yet. And uh, Fallen Star almost did. I'm halfway through it, but we're not there yet. Uh, I also did not read Shadow of the Sith. Don't, and I don't Oak know if you've gotten Count. to the moment. Wait, halfway I have. there. No, I have. I don't. Not, okay, I've been introduced to the character. I haven't gotten to the exact moment yet. Okay. Yeah. So, Shadow of the Sith and Princess of the Scoundrel, I didn't get to, and I'm halfway through Padawan. Didn't want to include it. So, to preface that, here is my number five. Snuck on here at the last minute because I did do some catching up with some comics uh, when I realized I wouldn't be able to finish Fallen Star, but I finished a bunch of comics in time for this list. My number five is a character study for one of my, in my opinion, one of the best characters we've been introduced to in the Disney era, and that is Crimson Rain. Uh, Kira, I love her to death. I speed ran war. Uh, to read that too. Yeah, I speed ran War of the Bounty really Hunters behind. and Crimson Rain. War of the Bounty Hunters was fine. The Kira Invader fight was awesome. I'm just talking mm. about the main miniseries. I didn't read any of the connected stuff because that would have took me about eight weeks, and I'm terrible at that. Can you but get the, the whole story from doing that? Actually, I, I hate to interrupt you. Do you I, know? See, I with War of the like, Bounty Hunters, it was it was difficult because I read that, and then I read the like the Forlom one off and the the Zuc Zuckus one. I was like, this is fucking horrible. Um, but the the War of the Bounty Hunters, it was tough. Crimson Rain, I felt like it was way easier to get because it's all centered on the same thing and centered on different aspects of Crimson Dawn. Uh, mm. I, I, like I said, I love Kira. The fact that she was reintroduced into the comics, I thought was just a great thing to put her in the middle of the Empire and Jedi era, bringing her back. Uh, it really showed uh, like what she needs to do or what her plan is to take on the Sith and get rid of the Sith's influence in the galaxy. Her going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Vader and Palpatine, bringing in the Knights of Ren, bringing in the Archivist. Uh, issue 3 which centers on the archivist trying to find Yoda and finding Dagobah it was one of my favorite comic issues of the year. It was so damn good. And just seeing Kira like go toe to toe with the, the most evil people in the galaxy. Like she's not a perfect person. She's probably more of a villain at this point uh, than she wants to say, but seeing Crimson Dawn's like hidden influence and then getting to see the buildup to it, the middle part of this trio of comic miniseries, I really enjoyed it. I love Kira. It snuck on at the last second, knocked something off that I'm uh, a little sad that it didn't get on here. But there we go. That is my number five. And I think I was the only one that read that this year. So there we go. All right. Uh, Don, you're number four. Uh, so my number four pick uh, is Brotherhood. Uh, 
I honestly, I mean, I was going into this expecting so to like it just like the Obi Wan show because, like, you know, Obi Wan is my favorite character. I love, I love reading more about him, learning more about him, and you know, Anakin as a character. I mean, I've always loved Darth Vader, but Anakin is like climbed up my list of Star Wars characters. The more that I've come around to like Hayden Christensen's before Christensen's performance over the years, and this was just a really good book. Mike Chen really understands these characters, and it's like it's the perfect coda to Attack of the Clones. It bridges uh, the relationship that we see from like, you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin having this awkward father-son relationship to them getting to sort of be uh, brothers, like like the actual, like f actually getting back to the brotherhood that they should have really had at, like by the time of the Phantom Menace. And like, it's just really cool. Like there's the whole Kato Nemoidia stuff, which is just awesome. I love the world building. I love how uh, we get to learn more about the Nemoidians, their culture, the way they're, the way, you know, they actually res d respond to the negative, like, stereotypes that we've seen of Nymoidians. You know, mm -hmm. it's just really cool. Uh, and yeah, like, Ventress as well being here and just being, like, a really effective villain and, like, just getting to see her and Obi-Wan, like, meet for the first time is just really cool. Uh, yeah, just really, it's really so good book. Good. Really so good book. Good. All right. I haven't uh, read that one yet. You're number Damn. four. My number four Read it. is Star Wars issue 25. It almost made my list. It yeah. almost made my list. It's so good. Yeah, the it two, is really the, good. Just the first, like all the stories are phenomenal, but the first two with Anakin and Obi-Wan and then Vader and Palpatine, just like back to back and just how they thematically connect to each other. It's just, mm, it's wonderful. Obi-Wan Charles with the, Soul. You the can do saber no wrong. nunchucks. It was oh, so good. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. And then oh. the funeral for Snap made me like mm -hmm. very emotional. It was so good. Yep. And I really just like the um what, what's the line that he what's the line that Palpatine says? Okay, literally everything Palpatine says in this thing, it's just straight fire. So I can't read all of it, but like <laughs> there's a part that I remember there was a part in that little pan in the duel between him and Vader. Where like Palpatine just basically roasted Vader on the importance of a saber, and it's just like this is nothing. Like the yeah. dark side is your friend, my guy. So it's just yeah. it's such a I, wonderful comic. I love the parallels of like the Obi Wan and Anakin fight as like the importance of a lightsaber to a Jedi, and then with the Sith, it's the saber is secondary. It's the reliance on the dark side of the Force. And the way those two paralleled were, were really good. And I loved all the uh, the stories in that one, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a really great issue. So I'm glad it got some some love here. Uh, I wanted to put that one on my list, but I didn't know where because yeah, I, I, it, it's it, it so different from like the the stories that it's set in. Like they want to say like the twenty was it twenty twenty now Star Wars run? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm behind on that, but I've read that issue like four times. It's so good. Well, we got two uh, Charles Soul stories on here so far to, to share the love to Mr. Soul. Jake, you're number four. Uh, number four, as I said, it kind of flip-flops with Midnight Horizon depending on the day. This one is Fallen Star. Um, you know, the big conclusion to uh, High Republic Phase 1. Um, uh, see, this one's weird because like in a way I feel like I shouldn't like it as much as I do. They do a lot that I was kind of like, Ooh, don't know if we needed that. But at the same <laughs> time, like 
it's supposed to be heavy. It's supposed to be brutal. And as much as I wish characters that died had lived and think that there were certain ones that should have, um, that's that's not how the real world works. Like just because something thematically works doesn't mean it's going to happen. And I think that the book actually pulled that kind of thing off in a really nice way. Um, I mean, I, I, I love like sad hard hitting shit and this one is just like nonstop like pain and stress and tension and like I mean I cried like four times while reading the book and I never cry while reading anything. So yeah, that 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 one. But like again, it goes back and forth with Midnight Horizon a lot. It kind of depends on like whether I'm feeling like in a painful mood or a slightly less painful mood because Midnight Horizon is still painful as shit. Um but yeah. Yep. King of Pain mm-hmm. likes pain. What do you know? Pain. Uh, my number four is another comic, and it might be my favorite comic run of all time. It started in 2021, but it finished off this year, uh, and it's my first dip into the High Republic uh, on my list. Trail of Shadows is absolutely fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting a noir Star Wars mystery story is brilliant. Getting the Jedi mixed with the private investigator Emmerich and Cyan Holt are just two amazing characters. Getting the mystery behind that song that was hinted at in one of the uh, Tree Yeah, that one. No, stop. Yeah, stop. they're coming to take you away. Yep, that one. That one no. right there. Uh, getting to see just like the first panel of this story. Getting to see. Spoiler alert, Loading Great Storm just frozen uh was they were just wrong for that. insane. That's yeah. Like it just horrific. what a way to suck you in. Getting to see like the underworld of Coruscant during this time. And just like I said, mm. getting that noir detective story is something that I didn't think that we could get with Star Wars, but I love that Attack we did the, the genre. That's very true. What am I saying? What am I saying? <laughs> but getting it in a different era, getting this blueprint. Yeah, yeah, getting this team up. Uh, which I really adored and getting to see uh, those two characters. It has been a bit since I've read it, but it was just amazing. And it, it I, I loved the way it ended and it was just such a great series. Uh, I know it was originally planned to be released as a graphic novel and then they split it up into five issues. I'm wondering, because I read it all at once. I'm wondering if that would have like impacted my enjoyment of the, the run or not, if I did have to read it monthly but overall it's fantastic and uh mystery stories i'm all for and getting to see the mystery of the nile and and that song and the 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 nameless was just awesome to get that little tidbit before we get into uh the real pain of phase three so yeah my number four is trail of shadows i would like to just add connor knows this i called the nameless like four or five months before we actually found that out in the high republic Whoa! Yes, was it because of that? Was it because of Master and Apprentice? Um, partially, like like with the whole like the sin of the nameless or whatever. And I remember in was it twenty 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 nineteen? I don't remember. Do y'all remember that kind of like press junket like panel that they did on like that random Tuesday night where they revealed what Project Luminous was? Yeah, kind there was of. a concept art sort of. of a monster that was just titled Nameless. Oh. And I was like, that's what that fucking is. That is what these fucking monsters, that's what the leveler is. And Connor was like, yeah, okay, buddy. 
that completely <laughs> <laughs> that completely passed me by. I had no and, idea that was like a thing when the with the announcement. Yeah. That's awesome. I gotta look at the receipts, man. I gotta like I I always forget how I reacted. <laughs> no, you were like, no, no, you're not right, and I was like, yes, yes, I am, and then I was, and then you were. So yeah, uh, that song is now my words entrenched in my head once again. Uh, Don, to get me out of this trance, what is your number three? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, my number three is The Fall of the Star. <laughs> I gotta be the only so, one that doesn't have that. <laughs> so, like, yeah, uh, I go I also went back and forth because I I really enjoyed Phase One of High Republic, like, and I and I kind of went back and forth on like what book i knew i wanted to put at least one high republic book on this list but i didn't know which one to do i was like is it is it gonna be light of the jedi for being so epic and this amazing starts this like rollicking you know uh start to phase one or is it gonna be into the dark for how it like expands uh you know it like builds on like the whole maxine thing like that whole stuff with the station and the drengear and like you know it just kind of deals with like stuff about the force and the jedi and things that i've always wondered about but like no i had to go with fallen star because as jake said this is a book that like that that genuinely emotionally affected me on a level that i wasn't expecting like it got to like the latter half and i won't go into spoilers but there was a moment like towards the towards the end of the book that Je there was a moment that made me cry and there was a moment that made me go like like literally just like i had to put the book down because i was in, i was in what way because I was so horrified by what had just happened. <laughs> I think I know and exactly what... what you're talking about too, and I want. I yeah, think I do too. Yeah, I'll mm -hmm. I'll message you the bit. I'll message you both the bit like afterwards. But yeah. I'm like 99 sure I know. Yeah, I think I think. I I think but it's it's such a uh, like Jake said. It's like it's such a heart wrenching story because it really makes this whole this whole very sad like a uh, heavy chapter in like the the essentially closes out the main line for phase one it, it makes it feel very real and you are constantly kind of like getting the sense of the struggle that the characters are under and like even though i hadn't read all the preceding material for phase one like i really liked how it brought as many disparate elements from like previous books in into its story like how it how it brought characters from uh who were in out of the shadows or who were in into the dark and like you know also, there is a character here that is just like the absolute worst, and oh. uh, yeah, uh, not mm -hmm. players, but yeah, but like that character, just the absolute worst. Also, Andrew, the there has... is a line that involves that character. There is a line that you will yeah. get to later on that is just one of the hardest fucking lines Claudia Gray's ever written, and you yeah, will like... know once you see it. Like Claudia Gray, like, and I am probably also biased as well because Claudia Gray is my probably my favorite writer of like all the Star Wars, like, uh, Star Wars novelists currently working. Like, my favorite book before, like, going into High Republic was Master and Apprentice, uh, which she wrote, and like, you know, it that book is awesome. But my favorite was Lost Stars, so yeah, yeah oh, Lost Stars is Lost Stars is great, but Bloodline like, is another top five. It's That's just, the thing is, she, I she love Claudia miss. so much. I don't know mm -hmm. why it's taking me so long to get hooked into this one. Yeah. I don't like. I'm it's I'm, that like I'm ridiculous buildup in like the thing that I compare Fallen Star to a lot is Avengers Endgame. Like you go into it knowing shit's gonna go down, and then you're just kind of spent waiting for shit to go down, and then it finally does, and it just shits all over you, and then the end yeah. is just like a nonstop mm -hmm. tumble. 
Yeah, like it's like saying completely exactly that. I haven't touched it since I got COVID about a month ago because I just couldn't concentrate while I was sick to read anything. And then I just haven't been in the the right headspace to just sit down and read a full book. But it's it, if I redid this list a month from now, it would probably be on mine. But here we are. Um, Connor, you're number three. Is it also the Fallen Star? <laughs> No, it is Kenobi. Ooh! Okay, now I have no idea what your list is. Okay. Connor's so. <laughs> list is probably the most surprising, I will say. Like, to me at least. <laughs> we got to get the variety here. So tell us. Go over Mr. Hello There's show. It was, it was sick, you know? Yeah. Like, dude, the first episode was just, like, exactly what I kind of wanted. I just wanted more of that. Just give me more like, like, okay. My top two scenes in the entire show are the nightmare sequence scene in up in the first episode oh, so good. and just the, the duel and the conversation in part six, like those two bookend the entire show for me. Um, and in essence, they bookend episode, they, they bookend 3.5 really. Like, I'm not saying, like, obviously watch the rest of the show to get the full context of it and everything. But, like, to me, because of that, because, like, I was able to watch the whole show. I think I watched it twice or three times. I can't remember. Those two moments just stand out to me. And so, like, just by itself is a sort of Anakin and Obi-Wan story. It's really good. But, like, the stuff with Reva just turns it up a notch and just mm -hmm. her character is phenomenal. I'm so happy she survived. It's going to be so cool to see future stories with her, uh, getting to see, you know, uh, what's the word, you know, Amper Ruin, oh, Amper Ruin, Uncle Owen, just, you know, strapped up with, uh, with, spa with space flickies. Absolutely. Uh, extended a new hope cut where they like go down in a rain of fire. <laughs> we gotta make that. Um, Deborah, get on that. It's just it was such, it was a really good show. Yeah. I liked it. I really liked that story. All right, uh, Jake, you're number three. I promise this is my last High Republic entry for the list, but this is the final arc of the High Republic main run um, that included like the hunt for Lorna D and the fall of Starlight. Um, in, in specifically everything to do with Avar Chris, who is like my favorite character ever. Um, but just like getting to see again, like it, it, a lot of what I love so much about like the High Republic stuff is when it gets into like these kind of intimate like character moments in these oh, yeah. big galactic scale battles, and just mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes, and seeing the way Avar <laughs> and Keeve are able it like. Was fantastic like literally it's just like the way they just go from the hunt for lorna directly to returning to starlight fucking exploded like oh my god like the emotional whiplash from that is just so crazy to me and then like the ending with i, I don't want to do too crazy on spoilers just in case anyone hasn't read it or whatever but like uh, the every single panel from that last issue i have like screenshotted on my phone and it, it's it's just so good like cabin is just insane 
for that like th that that last panel i look back on that constantly and that gets me more excited for phase three than like anything like just like that specifically because yeah i'm i'm so excited for like what you know why i'm excited I know why like, you're excited. But, but like, I'm yeah. more excited because of the actual story being told than, like, the other thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, the <laughs> other thing... The other thing, yeah. we should stop talking about the other thing. But, but like, yeah. the actual story, like, what's going to happen with Keeve? What's going to happen with Avar? You know? Mm -hmm. She's the golden light girl. What the mm -hmm. fuck's going to happen? Mm -hmm. No, yeah, to see someone at like Avar be brought down to a moment like that is just like, yeah. oh, it's so Again, good. Not it it spoilery, but that point where the one of the issue has ended, and you thought that like the rage had consumed Avar, who we thought this mm -hmm. was impossible, and then the follow up Dude, to that, that it was like it was such a nice cliffhanger. Uh, and then all the stuff with Skier and Keeve, I love oh, it. I no. wanted to, I wanted to put it on there, but I, I just didn't have enough room for it. Uh, but it's such an, a, a good comic run. And I'm glad that you were able to include it there for your your last bit of your THR hat trick. I to, uh, the last two are not High Republic. Oh, I almost like forgot to like mention as well. Like it's like just a little addendum to like my fallen star thing. You know, Geode is in this and like Yes. You know, anything with Geode in is you automatically like the, you haven't even seen the half of it, Andrew. Andrew, you have no idea. Like Geode goes like, from like peak character to like the peakest top of the peak character. S tier. Ever in like one literally scene. S tier. He's a beautiful uh, boy. Star Wars character. Yeah. All right, oh, so you'll, my, you'll know why. my number three is something that was on Don's list earlier, and that's Brotherhood. Uh, this is the quintessential Clone Wars prequel fan novel, uh, at least in this new canon for me. It was such a nice, just like getting it at this point where it's like right after Attack of the Clones, Anakin has just been knighted. So you still have that like tension between Anakin and Obi-Wan that was present in Attack of the Clones. And it slowly develops into that brotherhood from Revenge of the Sith and the Clone Wars. We finally get to see what that business was on Cato Nemoidia, getting to see uh, the humanization of the Nemoidians, which is one of the first things that I talked about in our last Bad Batch recap, was how Bad Batch is kind of doing this thing and other forms of canon are doing this where we're seeing kind of the humanization of these separatist uh, people and planets with Raxus and with Sereno and Bad Batch. And then we saw it here in Brotherhood with the Nemoidians. I, I, I love seeing that, uh, getting to see Ventress show up for the first time, getting to see the 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 beginnings of her and Obi-Wan's uh, just tense relationship there. And just getting to see the overall politics of the Clone Wars and seeing how much Palpatine really did manipulate everything. Uh, and it's such a, it's a com great companion read with uh, Queen's Hope, which did not make my list. But reading those two back-to-back, -back, I thought was very rewarding because they have a lot of crossover with the same characters and storylines. So overall, I thought it came out at the perfect point, like right during Obi-Wan. Uh, and it, it was just such a, a great book, and it really made me love characters that I thought I couldn't love anymore more. Mm. So that's my number three. Definitely. Donovan, you're number two. Right, so my number two, so like literally the number one and number two have literally been going back and forth like the whole time I was thinking of making this list. But yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is what it is for now and it will probably change, but who knows. My number two is Andor. Uh, Andor was, 
Andor was like a really good show, and I like like an excellent show. Like the fact that it was able to like come out, you know, just and and stand and and hold attention from not just Star Wars fans, but like general TV audiences, you know, with shows like Lord of the Rings and the Lord of the Rings Rings of Power, uh, House of the Dragon, uh, and all of these other shows. It was just really awesome to see. But it's just it's so good at like exploring the rebellion. I love just seeing the fledgling days of the rebellion explored. I love seeing uh, how it plays with morality and it gives us these complicated characters like Luthan Rail and uh, explores like what it means to rebel. And like, it gives us this like really, really interesting origin story for Cassian because I would never have expected a character to be invested in the journey of, of like Cassian Andor. Cause like no offense to him. He was really, he was a good character, but like he was never my favorite character in rogue one. Like there were, there were always these other more colorful characters hogging the spotlight. And like, you know, to, to go from that to like seeing this amazing journey that he goes on of like this unconventional hero's journey in a sense, or anti-hero's journey of like, yep. you know, wrestling, wrestling with morality and wrestling. Just, Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. One. Wait, like oh. the the prison <laughs> arc is absolutely incredible. That is my like favorite arc of the whole show, and like Stop. one way out is my is the best episode. Like as good as the finale is, like just the imagery of all those prisoners fleeing that uh, that prison, that imperial prison, with like literally made up to look almost exactly like the symbol of the empire it's just it's one of the most beautiful images i've seen in all of star wars yeah and i still just, haven't stopped thinking about that episode it's truly incredible and it also has like two of the best glup shows in uh disney star wars like the absolute mad lad uh narkinans who save cassie yes. and melty i just i love those guys they're <laughs> so cool and they and they talk like this you know you can't not love Star Wars aliens who talk like that, you know, scob the empire. I, I love it. There it <laughs> is. Love, love those guys. Scob the empire. <laughs> All right. So I think I have figured out Don's number one. Uh, Connor, you're number two. Edge of Balance Volume Two. Oh my oh! God. I completely forgot about it. I forgot about I that. almost wow. did too until like before we recorded. And I was like, wait, oh, that was sick. Fuck, that could have made my list. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have <laughs> to ask I'm gonna have to ask something once uh, once we're done or before we get to our number one, but go ahead okay. with uh, number two. I mean, it's just it's a it it starts off like I know how with most stories that continue like a previous story, it's um you can they say it's like a natural continuation, but like you can tell there's some of it something of a little time jump, and it doesn't. For me, at least, it does. There are some stories that say that, but they don't feel as natural. For Edge of Balance Volume One to Volume Two, for me at least, that was not the case at all. Like Volume Two, like felt like it picked up right where Volume One left off, because you see Lily and and um. Kieran cleaning up after everything on Banshee, trying to restore order, trying to restore peace. And just Lily's arc of realizing that she might be a bit too rigid in terms of trust in people, in terms of like order and duty, and just sort of trying and sort of just shedding that a little bit. It's just so fascinating because like I just don't think that's something that was 
really explored them. Ex- wow, I almost just had a stroke. Really explored <laughs> enough um, with Jedi characters and the fact that like we got to see Sab again was super Sab. sick. Sab like, Mulligan just- is like is underrated for me as a Jedi. She's awesome. I love she her. She is so phenomenal. Cool. She's um, in my top ten. She just serves as like- such a nice like mirror to yeah. Lily. Or like mm-hmm. a reminder. I don't know. I don't I don't want to say mirror, but also mirror slash like reminder of what like of Lily's quote unquote worst. Very unquote similar worst. to Stellan and Orla's relationship at Fallen Star. Very true. Oh, and I love that dynamic. So I, I really got to um, get balance. I keep forgetting yeah, about it's it. Just, it's on my shelf. I keep forgetting about it. It's really good. It's really underrated. It's really good. All right, Jake. You're number um, two. All right. Non-High Republic. This time, it's uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series by Christopher Cantwell. Oh! Uh, the comic. Oh, yeah. shit. Not okay. the show. You know what? I was expecting that. I was expecting uh, that. that see, that's mm-hmm. the thing. I, I was just like... But you trying to piece this together. I'm like, see that I haven't read. Where that. is that going to be? There we go. All right, I haven't read that. That's a blind spot for me. It is my favorite comic miniseries of all time. It gave me my favorite battle of the Clone Wars. Wow. Probably, I I won't say Legends as well, but like excluding 2003 Clone Wars battles, yes, favorite. Clone Wars battle of legends or canon, either one. Um, getting oh, to see more of Anakin and Obi Wan's relationship back then, the you know the I'll say current period, Obi Wan kind of like reflecting on his past, like seeing everything from his childhood to his relationship with Qui Gon to you know being a master himself. Like it's just like there's so much there and there's so like especially the clone war stuff i think specifically it was issue three and four that really just like cemented it as like my favorite comic series and like obi-wan story in general it it just like the way we got to see how obi-wan like reacted to like you know the way the clone war was and like being a jedi during this wartime not so much getting to be a peacekeeper but like you know a warrior um and seeing what that did to other people around him, um, it, it was ridiculous. And like General Meekdrix, I think that's how you say his name, is like my new favorite club shitto. Like he's insane. And I don't I love know who him. that. I don't know who he is, but he sounds awesome. I am absolutely he, going and reading this the minute that uh, I have it digitally on my on my phone. You need to re- read it. So Three and four it. are just. I have yeah. like every single cover variant for issue three because that's like my single favorite comic issue of all time like wow. it's ridiculous it's just it's issue so good three and issue four are two of my favorite stories of all time mm-hmm. uh, issue one i thought was really good too the only thing that bumped it off my list is i thought issue five was a little underwhelming uh, i agree just, issue five was, was a personally. little underwhelming for me but like i feel like it rounded out the story enough like sure i think we we could have gotten a little more from it I, honestly i think if anything it kind of had a little bit of the uh the disney plus show effect where like i wanted more i wanted like two or three more issues i um, just felt like it didn't connect uh, connect back to what it was establishing in the uh the rest of the series but I feel it like was it connected to his mainline story enough which i feel like was more important than connecting to 
his own reflection. Yeah. Yeah. But like, nah, definitely like I wanted more Clone Wars and Matrix stuff. And I really hope that we do get more with that character because he's just like insane. He reminds me a lot of Theo McGrath from Attack on Titan. Oh. For anybody that knows. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it was a really great series, and it's going to be in my honorable mentions. But uh, my number two, like Don, I went back and forth of like, there's one that I'm like, I feel like this is going to be a num- my number one, but then there's the number one in my heart uh, and the one that means the most to me. But deciding on it, I, I had to go with it. My number two is Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, the Disney Plus series. Uh, <laughs> this is the maybe the the star wars project that's meant the most to me ever just in terms of how much of a prequel kid i was the fact that obi-wan is my favorite character of all time the fact that we got ewan and hayden back getting to see bail organa again getting to see little leia and this this little this little bastard right here who (laughs) i just i love so much um again just the high that i was on when that series was airing Okay, thanks. Yeah, I'll never forget <laughs> after finishing. I yeah. called Jake, and we were just like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, well, that was like three a.m. during celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Too. it was like it was, was so like, sleep deprived. The beautiful, th- like I, the thing that it just has such a, a a weird thing about the show is it feels like it came and went, but its influence is still here. Like the fact that we got the first three yeah. episodes within what four days, five days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but part five and part six to me are perfect. The attack of the clones flashback is still just ingrained in my mind. And then the final fight with Vader was a, a great parallel. They to weren't the, kidding when they said rematch yeah. of the fuck. Yeah, they century. weren't kidding. It's a great parallel. Hard. Not only the revenge of the Sith duel, but also the, the Ahsoka and Vader duel on yeah. Malachor and the flashback duel. Uh, Reva was such a great character. Like, uh, Connor said, getting to see Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru packing heat. Just so many great mom- moments. And then the memories of so that was the first show that we did weekly recaps of for this podcast, uh, which was just so much fun to look forward to every week. Uh, it's it, it's a brilliant show in my mind. There are some little problems with the the production that again they were they were they were backed into a corner. Uh, I, I do wish it looked as great as Lucas. Say, don't Andor. start fucking giving yeah. your shows enough money. But I would, I like again. I don't know if a season two is necessary, but I, I would spin do anything about to the see path. You and again in a spinoff about the path, please. I didn't even mention the path. Tala, Roken, Ned B, uh, the one guy that died in in part four or five that Wait! everyone was obsessed with for a second. Uh, Freck, that fucking piece of shit. Fucking um, Freck. Fuck Freck. The fourth sister being, I mean, let's, I mean, she kind of, um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, it's such a good, it's such oh, a good series, and, and I love it. I, I really oh, like. Oh, and then we have, um, oh, and then, like, another member of the path, Christina. We don't yeah. know the character's name, but, yeah. like. Christina yeah. showed up, you know, unnamed background character. But that was one of the few things to like, just the refreshing thing of getting Star Wars shows where, except for the background cameos, like all the characters had names and, and we got these new locations and it just felt so refreshing compared to uh, some of the stuff we've gotten recently. And so I, 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 yeah. yeah, I love the new world's 
that we got. I loved just how it felt like even just for a, a brief moment, we were back in the prequel era in terms of merch and hype and stuff surrounding by it. And it changed how I view the prequels and how I view A New Hope forever. I haven't gone back and done the Revenge of the Sith to Kenobi to A New Hope watch just yet, but I know it's going to hit even uh, more just because of that you Kenobi and Leia. Do. do that on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. The Kenobi and Leia relationship is probably like the main heart of the show and is what makes it my close to my number one. Uh, but yeah, any other year, I'd find it hard for it to not top my list, but this is this is no ordinary year. So Obi-Wan Kenobi is my number two. Uh, so now we are about to get to our number one. This is where the fun begins. I was going to do the beginning of the episode and then totally forgot. So we did it at the night. <laughs> uh, before we start our number ones, uh, if anyone has any honorable mentions you want to list off real quick before we get into our number ones, and I have a good feeling of what I, I had three, but I forgot to write them down. And I only All right. think of I, ha- I have two. Very nice. I have, okay. I have two. Maybe they'll come. Uh, right, so, so my honorable mentions are Tales of the Jedi, uh, because, you know, just to see, uh, like, it's just a cool show idea in, in general, like an anthology animated show, and, you know, it was cool seeing more of Ahsoka, like, both pre and post the Clone Wars, you know, that, you know, as much of a controversy as it was with, like, the whole, uh, you know, does it contradict the Ahsoka novel, I did really like the first half of that uh, episode, that final episode, but, like, the real thing that just like i have to mention is like dooku and like the whole journey he goes on in this and like how it we finally like for anyone who's not like read books and and like stuff that's focused on dooku before this is like finally a chance to see you know it dramatized in in animation like why dooku fell to the dark side and those episodes are like they go really hard and they're just really interesting and like the third episode is just absolutely incredible in terms of atmosphere i just love the thick atmosphere that's there and like we got yaddle we got uh liam neeson as qui-gon his second appearance of the year i I should add Mm -hmm. uh yeah when he was like yeah i'm doing tales of jedi but i'm not in kenobi guys definitely not i i I, I only do movies yeah but like here i am like here i am doing tales of the jedi and now it's the same (laughs) fucking weekend yeah okay so yeah, that then, was really cool. My my other honorable mention is uh, Midnight Horizon for all the reasons Jake said, but also uh, not to spoil Andrew, but it has there was a moment uh, towards the end that made me fist pump the air because it's yeah and felt and felt right out of the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. You'll know it when you get to it, Andrew. I I can promise you, it's so freaking good. That third act is brilliant. I almost considered putting it over the fallen star but like you know yeah midnight horizon it rules Dan- daniel jose older great finale to his well and a great addendum to his uh high republic adventures series and like the stuff he does with the characters that started the journey in in uh uh into the dark it's just it's just really good stuff perfect um so my honorable mentions uh book of boba fett didn't make my list but i did want to include it just for chapter two and five specifically uh, Tales of the Jedi, the Dooku stories were great. The Ahsoka ones, mid-Clone Wars, in my opinion. But uh, the Dooku stories were very special. And the Dooku-Yaddle duel is probably my second or third favorite duel of the year behind the Reva Vader one. And then, of course, the rematch of the century. Uh, the Reva Vader one is so very good. powerful. Uh, both the 2021 and 2022 run of High Republic are honorable mentions for me. Star Wars issue 25, uh, the Obi-Wan series. 
the comic run that Jake talked about. Han Solo and Chewbacca, I think, was so fun. Reminded me a lot of just what I would hope for a Solo 2 Disney Plus series. But, you know, Disney is rude and doesn't give that to us. And finally, I don't know if we can count this, but Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation was such a blast. And Mm. I just wanted to bring it up just just real quick. Just wanted to bring up because it is so fun. And and if they're not going to give us any sequel stories, give them in Lego form. Uh, Just delightful. Do you have any before uh, before we move yeah. on? Yeah. Um, my first honorable mention is Kenobi, the Disney Plus show this time. Um, I do adore that show ridiculously, like, for the same reasons everybody else said. Like, it just felt like I was, like, a kid again, like, watching the prequels. Pre- it was prequel kids, Force Awakens. Yeah, no, literally, yeah. it was. And, like, again, I, I was flashing them earlier. Like, I have every fucking Black series that they released from this line, like... Some of them I have multiple of, like the Phase 2 Purge Troopers are ridiculously cool. Um, I love everything about, like, Reva and the path. And, again, like, Reva versus Vader is, like, one of my favorite live-action fights of all time. It's just so cool. The big thing that just held it back for me was the production value. Again, Disney, you can't have a fucking six-episode show run off of $90 million. This is fucking Star Wars. Like, spend your money on it. You have enough. Um... And my other two are Trail of Shadows. Um, again, great Star Wars noir. It's just stupid fucking cool. Shri Karai Karai and all that. Um, it's so good. Daniel Jose Older is awesome. And number three is The Eye, the two-issue uh, duology oh. that closed out High Republic Phase 1 um, by Charles Soule. Uh, Marky and Rowe. Cool. He's so cool. And like the Everenny, like nice. history and everything that we get from that is awesome. And I would highly recommend that anybody that hasn't started Phase 2 yet at least read that first um, because it's very important for some of the characters that we know in this story and understanding why they are the way they are. So, yeah. I wanted to sneak the blade in, but I didn't have enough time. And I didn't know so, if I would... I, I do have we only had, like, one issue so far. Yeah, I didn't know if I'd yeah, be able so. to add it to my list off of one issue. But, all right, Connor. Not, it'll so be my list next year. Three honorable mentions. Um, Tails. Uh, Star Wars issue twenty. Yes, really good. Mm. Yeah, is that the one with uh, Elzar? Yep. Okay, Elzar man. It's very good for various reasons. Um, and what was my third one? Wow, I forgot my third one. You don't write these down? No, I forgot to write them down. I thought I would memorize them. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a nutcracker! What the heck was it? Oh, that is, is a the great, eye. All right, buddy. The expression. No, no, <laughs> no, it's not the eye. Because why would I pick that? Oh, yeah, um, that's just twisting the knife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, my shirt does say "Witness the Eye" on it. So, I'm are gonna... you serious? Yeah, because it's all the <laughs> National Park. It says "Witness the Eye." <laughs> oh my god! Uh, all right, we'll we'll, we'll come back. We'll come no, back. no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's, all right, it's just so. Yeah. Connor has two honorable mentions. Uh, Don, you're number one. Let's uh, let's round things out. Right. So you've probably guessed it by now, but my number one for the year is Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, I mean, I've probably got like the like Andrew, like just a ridiculous bias hanging over me because like oh. I I grew up with the prequels. I loved watching them. You know, it was constant rotation when I was a kid. I loved I love Obi Wan as a character. Like just any more exploration of Obi Wan is always going to be awesome for me to see. And I like this is the kind of project where if you had 
told my 12 year old if you've gone back in time to like 2006 and like told my 12 year old self that this was going to be a show i would have absolutely lost my mind back then yeah just this like, is just imagine that like, exactly show, like, like going to 2006 and being like hey hey kid like, yeah uh, hey. you know obi-wan's gonna win an emmy yeah for uh for Keno for a note for obi-wan kenobi and you're just it's gonna be like wait it's a show it's a show especially it's because a... we've been thinking about this since like what fucking 2014 when it was originally rumored yeah. that they were gonna do a kenobi story yeah exactly. and we had like five years of ewan being like i don't know about this like they haven't talked to me and then recently was on twitter like yeah this has basically been in development in one form or another since 2016 which is just like it, it's so like i always got the a sense that there was garfield he's the, <laughs> no not andrew yeah andrew and tom holland tom i holland, always yeah. suspected i always suspected it it was so nice to have my suspicions confirmed by them but yeah this is such a good show like i love that they found time to tell this really meaningful story that like paralleled like it's really meaningful character piece that paralleled the movies like it parallels luke's journey in the last jedi really beautifully but it feels like it feels specific to its own like story and you have like this kind of stuff i would never have expected like leia being here and being played so brilliantly by luke exactly yeah. and she's so brilliantly played by uh vivian lyra blair and i love uh i love seeing leia and obi-wan have this dynamic like you said andrew it just it forever changed how i look at a new hope and that's a great thing for like a prequel or an interstitial star wars thing to do to like change how you look at like the the previous films or like the films that will come after it but uh and, and then of course like we've we've said about it the rematch of the century it's a hell of a thing like this is probably like the scariest vader has been in a while and vader's often scary in a lot of the disney stuff but like this is probably the most also the most um the most uh in sync i felt i feel anakin skywalker and darth vader have been as characters mm -hmm. like yeah. for the first time watching it i didn't kind of have that weird disconnect that i think a lot of us often have like when perceiving vader versus anakin like it's very easy to think of them as different characters sometimes because you know partly because of the performers but like here you really felt that you know because they actually like you know they had hayden christensen come back and i just i'm so happy that you know after so long of being so like reviled by like a certain stripe of star wars fan i love that hayden christensen got to come back uh and like actually deliver this really good performance this like excellent performance that like brings together like his performance in the prequels matt lanter's work in the clone wars and also like j just perfectly mesh with james l jones in that amazing scene like and like this did the this did the rebels like uh ahsoka versus vader scene i it did it better like mm -hmm. the emotion like i have not cried at like a piece of star wars media as much as i've cried at that episode like just it's an incredible thing like the duel is amazing i'm not gonna lie i like it much better than like the both the duels are both really fucking good but like in terms of like the conversations between the two the obi-wan vader one just does more just does yeah. more for obi-wan's character than it does for ahsoka's character in rebels that yeah. like that just puts it mm -hmm. over the top for me yeah and you have like so you have you have this incredible fight and with well, an just more you never expect just yeah. seeing the gash in live action like i, I don't want this seeing, to turn into animation versus live yeah, action because no, like seeing Hayden, animation seeing yeah. like anakin it's just mm -hmm. in that makeup like dude and the fact that we we have both Fuck. it happened on both sides of the mask 
it's right. absolutely and then it has Luke incredible. is the one that finally gets the whole thing off like there's so poetic the yeah. way they did it that way like I love it's that. so good it's so good and you have this like gut-wrenching exchange with like oh with Ewan doing like the best acting he has done as Obi-Wan so saying something like just the line like I have watched that scene so many times and every time the line I'm sorry Anakin for all of it it just it breaks me every single time it's so good and the jewel itself is incredible like the moment like who would have thought that like we all thought it would just be the third jewel all over again like who would have thought we'd have seen a jewel where Obi-Wan pelts Vader with rocks and just bodies him with the the pummel of his life. The hilt thing is so inventive. So I'm cool. so shocked. Cool. And he and he got the high ground at the very end. Like he got a high ground jump and slash. It's like, amazing. I am shocked nobody has thought of that. I mean, probably it's probably in Legends. Uh, I'm, yeah. I feel like an idiot. It's probably mm, it's, in Legends somewhere. But yeah, this but is, like that's so inventive. It's yeah. so cool. And it's like, why didn't any he other took, Jedi? He took it from Darth Maul. He took it from Darth Maul. Darth Maul is the only other person who's oh, I've, you've seen do that in live action, I think. But it, you know, you know, not to just harp on about that. There's like there's like you said, there's all these other great things like Tala. I love Tala. Like her her sacrifice in the end was like also gut wrenching. And it was so refreshing with Reva to like get a dark sider and like actually see them achieve a redemption and live past their redemption because that never happens most of the time with like the movies and the shows and stuff they always have to die they always wind up like paying for like their time in the darkness but like she gets to live and now we have this character who's fascinating and who will be very interested to see where she goes from here and like yeah like this show is just it's incredible it's incredible like andor and obi-wan are like they constantly jockey for position but i have to go with like my heart on this my head says andor but my heart said obi-wan kenobi because it just it really just hit that spot for me like, it's like what, a prequel and, and like shmi skywalker says in phantom menace what does your heart tell you yeah that's exactly it so yeah that's that's yeah. that's my uh that's my number one obi-wan one it's last just thing about kenobi before we move on is i've been thinking a lot lately of like how the original plan for this was a movie and they've been saying that it was like everything that was in this first season was going to be the movie I honestly think, like, taking budget out of it, because obviously the budget would have been better if it was a movie. I honestly think I would have preferred the show, because I just don't know how you would have been able to fit everything that was in these episodes in one yeah. two-hour, 20-minute movie. Without I've it seen so many people rush. say, like, this should have been a movie. I'm like, well, that's pretty easy to say after the yeah. fact, my guy. But, like, it, like anything, if the movie was, like, need more time. Like, yeah. 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 Could have done two well, I definitely would prefer the show. No, yeah, yeah, like, no, like, like they, also, they said, oh, plans of a trilogy, but the first movie was like, everything in this show. I'm mm -hmm. like, 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 I don't I know. would much rather have to, I would much rather take like, oh, I can just turn on an episode just yeah. to that, just yeah. like today yeah. at random, rather than oh, have to sit through a two hour movie. Like, I like that much better. Yeah. Also got to mention, like, because uh, Andrew covered so much cool stuff like when he talks about it in his number two but i also have to mention uh the fifth brother that surly bastard yes. you know mum says it's my go on the xbox that guy and also uh <laughs> and also kamel nanjani you know that guy yes. was just, oh my was god so yes see, it was so fun to see kamel. i need a black series of him it like has Dang, one of the I funniest it has the best like comical exchange in the whole show like oh uh, you know <laughs> 
<laughs> the light is an unforgiving place for my kind. And then like that payoff of Obi-Wan just doing that classic sass, like, goodness, that light is unforgiving. <laughs> it's just so good. I love it. Oh, it's so good. Love it. All right, Connor, I think I know what your number one is, but I'm not entirely sure. So hit us with it. I think I've guessed it as well. Yes. Yes, I knew it. Of Realistically, course. the entirety of the THR phase one comic run, but like half of it started in 2021 and we got like the last like three issues in 2022. Four, I think. Right. No, I, I looked it up. Issue 11 oh, well, three. Oh, came, out, came out in tw in November 2021. But like, <sighs> keep motherfucking Trennis, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I think I've I think I put it on Twitter, but I'll say it here. She's number one right now. She is number one all time right now for me. Yeah, I just, the journey she goes on is just fucking fascinating. And just issues 14 and 15 by themselves. Ah, <laughs> I just like the conversation that you get with Avar and Keeve and like Keeve has that really, really sick moment of wisdom talking to like motherfucking Avar Chris. And she's like, none of us are perfect. And it's like, we all know that, but like, she probably still knows it, but like, how much you want to bet Gavar has it very deep down? Like, I need to be perfect. There, there is this, there is such yeah. a thing as perfection. Mm -hmm. And Keeve's like, no, th there's not. Like, you can strive for it. That's the goal, but like, there's no such thing. And you just need to just be in the light. And so just that conversation was cool. Just issue 15, man. Like, Need I say more? Like, come on! It's great. Like, it's so good, and it, it's so it's good. such a it's such an obviously personal uh, story that that Kevin Scott is telling. It's there so of... fucking personal. It's yeah. like the thing I love about Keeve's journey the most. And this was someone this someone put it on Twitter perfectly. While most Jedi are concerned with like the state, this is me paraphrasing because I don't remember it off the top of my head. While most Jedi are concerned with like the state of the galaxy and like that's their whole mission, Keeve's just concerned with the state of herself. Like, that's all she's really got to deal mm. with. And it's just fascinating what Kevin puts her through and just like the strength that she didn't know she had by the end of it. And just like the determination that she has by the end of issue 15 with her. Um, wait, Andrew, have you read issue 15? I, I, I'm completely caught okay. up on this. Okay, right cool, now. cool, 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 cool. Like that that panel of her, I don't want to say crit, like holding Avar, just like with that determined look on her face. And Avar's oh, she literally just, is. Just distraught. It's, it's, it's so powerful, man. It is. It's just like, like Jake said, that has me hyped for phase three more than anything. Like, I cannot wait to see the journey of Kiev Trennis in phase three. Kevin Scott is going to destroy us, but it is going to be such a damn good story. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hyped. Republic main comic, man. All right. Phase so one. Jake, I'm pretty sure you and I have the same number one. So if you just yeah. want to rip the band-aid off, we can jump right into it. And oh! 
Yeah, my number one as well. All right, let's <laughs> let's go. No, literally, like I think we already kind of touched on a lot of it, but like, what else is there to say? Like, it was probably the best show of the year period not just for, for me it was it's either that yeah. or attack on titan for me um but mm. it's yeah it's attack like, on titan it's, was good but it's up there it's like you have a show that transcended the star wars bubble and was like oh no this mm -hmm. is just a great piece of television right here this is not like, even just the story itself but the way people no. reacted to it too yeah the fact that like this is the first time since 1977 we're having a legit like award like contender in a yeah. star wars thing is something and that if not favorite yeah. in certain yeah. categories and that doesn't automatically make it like the best for me but like mm -hmm. i connected with it to where i was like oh like i went into it thinking like this is going to be really good and the, the production super duper excited me and the fact that it just looks so good but then it, everything about the show just put it over the top the storytelling uh cassian's journey for his hero's journey of, of finding himself and learning to fight in a different way eventually getting to the point where he joins up with luthan at the end of the show that to final see, confrontation between the yeah. two of them too is just like that is like it's so satisfying getting to that point in the season where like we start to see the casting we know. And I think that that was something that Gilroy talked about a lot was that like, you're not going to recognize casting at all. And that was very obvious, like from the start. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, it was just such a perfect build up up to that. Like it, like it was kind of like a snowball effect too, the way the story was told, everything connected to the next and to the next and to the next. Like we didn't meet Mon Mothma until we met Cassian who then, knew Luthen through Bix and then Luthen knew Mon Mothma and that's how we started Mon Mothma's story and then you know we got with all the connections with uh Vel and Mon Mothma working for Luthen and like the way this show was able to build up through everything I think we said it during one of the recaps um or like maybe maybe something else I don't remember but um how it kind of felt similar to when Haldo went into hyperspace yep. mm -hmm. in last jedi where you had all three storylines coming together yeah like mm -hmm. the way everything culminated in the end with rick's road was just like i again like it's hard Brasso because, hitting like, people with the brick yes oh my god Brasso. no fuck the empire yeah really but like yeah. Again, Dude, i like, seriously thought uh i said it in the our rick's road recap but like i really thought deidre Mero was gonna get strung up mm, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, what a what a great villain was like Deidre Miro yeah, as well. Like just to, to to have a character that you almost kind of root for, even and though just, she's obviously no, an and, then, and then they go absolutely yeah. fucking yeah. nope. Yeah, <laughs> and and the fact that this is like the scariest the Empire has, Empire has been, ever looked. Yep. A single like, Tie Fighter is like horrifying in this show. Yeah, yeah. and like, like the torture scene with with poor Bix, it's just it's <sighs> probably the most morbid thing I have ever seen in like star wars honestly mm -hmm. yeah this show i mean i'll be real here this show is number one just on the fact it gave me bix alone <laughs> um but then like all the other great characters like luthan uh vel and cinta my two favorite mm -hmm. space lesbians where's the cinta black series hasbro like come on now i got vel on pre-order where come on like uh vintage collection did cinta so i bet you did? very soon will yeah yeah i i bet Black Street is going to get it. The Barnes right, well, Mall and Upscaler. I'm going to have to do that. I saw that Aldani Cassian just got released, so I'm going to be picking that up soon. Oh, nice. Um, 
but then like the Aldani and the prison arc are two of the best things I think we've ever had in the Star Wars. Uh, one, one way, way out. out. I have not stopped thinking about it. Uh, the end. I've rewatched that episode probably ten times. It's Nicholas- just. Nicholas Brittle's score his as well. Score oh my is god. Unbelievable. Like that the music playing during that whole scene just gives me mm-hmm. chills. It's incredible. Yeah. It's that's why it's like with this show, I never expected a show about Cassian, who like I did really like in Rogue One, but he like Same. he wasn't my favorite. I much he rather would have favorite. had like a show about Jin or Baze and Chirrut. But the fact that we are able to get this show that is just on such like an intimate smaller scale level because i'm with connor like i'm all about the jedi and the sith and like the fantasy aspect of star wars i do like yeah like i do like the real like gritty war stuff every now and then but for the most part it's like i feel like i've I've, you know gotten a good amount of that and then like there's a lot of legends content there so i was like okay i'm sure this will be like a good really well-made show Gilroy is a fantastic filmmaker. It's got the money. It's done in Pinewood. Like, there's not a whole lot more you can ask for production-wise there. But I wasn't expecting, like, every single second of the show to just hit as hard as it did and connect with me as deeply as it did and just, like, really force a reason onto me to fall in love with it. Like, it's not even, like, again, the production is just brilliant. The writing is brilliant. The acting is brilliant. But, like, the story that it's telling in itself was just so like deeply intimate and important that like it's it's not just like yeah. my favorite thing of the year. It's like one of my favorite Star Wars things ever. It's yeah. it's tremendous. And I think the other we talked about how scary the Empire is. It's like the sheer like vitriol and venom that this show gave me for several characters. Tim, uh Fuck freaking Tim. schemes, <laughs> uh Perrin, like it keep you keep going on and on and on. Chandrilla. Yeah, Chandrilla's like, like, skeevy yeah. as hell. On a whole planet, nasty. Mon Mothma's yeah. fucking January <laughs> 6th daughter over I just, there. I, oh, I, like, I, oh, we oh, talked oh. about it, but I can never fail to not mention it. The fact that we all thought Trandri- Chandrilla was going to be like another Alderaan. Because like, oh, Mon Mothma's there. Mon Mothma yeah, was from got pretty there. mountains and shit. Leia, Leia, you know, raised her son there. It's You know, these really cool re- rebellion leaders are there. It, it seems pretty cool, right? No, it's conservative as <laughs> Fuck. Makes a whole yeah. lot of fucking sense too when we learned that the New Republic based its first fucking capital out of there too. Now we're like, oh, that yeah. makes more sense yeah. why they got fucked. Oh. And again, shout out to uh, oh. Genevieve oh. O'Reilly for the uh, wonderful performance and so again, good. just showing also, that. Also, shout out to one of the funniest fucking moments in any Star Wars content with its tubes. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. I don't know how the fuck he talks. The, like, the saw uh, and Luthen scene alone is, uh, is enough to. Uh, I don't know what he's list. talking about. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I just so quickly. Uh, I think it's hilarious as well that we went the whole way uh, through recapping Andor, and never once did we mention Diego Luna's obsession with Jabba or Yabba. He needs to touch Yabba. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. He's getting clipped. <laughs> It's my favorite thing, like, uh, just, like, because I had no idea, just, like, seeing a montage of him saying, I just, I want to touch Yaba, the texture of Yaba is something I need to discover. It's so, it's <laughs> yeah. so great. <laughs> Give that to us in season two. Yeah, like, but- that's the, the only Star Wars cameo I want in Andor season two. Like, like, mm-hmm. no one else just well, Yaba. because there's no, there were no Easter eggs in this show. No, yeah, and yeah, not, no, not no politics. Nope. This is not. Even in our. Even in our all Star Wars recap, this bit continues here. I love it. Oh, yeah, I like, to continue. Yeah, it's like the, 
this this show had the some of the best Easter eggs in like Star Wars. You had a freaking mm-hmm. Star Killer armor, a reference to like the Rakatan Empire. You know, mm-hmm. just all kinds of awesome stuff. It's like you know the Mortis family mural. You got the Jedi uh, Temple Guard mask. Yeah, freaking Indiana Jones. The production Jones designers went... are in love with mm-hmm. Solo, with the amount of like little Solo tidbits yeah. that we got in this show. Like I don't, I don't blame them, but like it, it wasn't me, guys. I promise, it wasn't me that snuck those in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this show, this show's, I love it, and uh, the fact that again we brought up Cassian in Rogue One, like he wasn't one of my favorites, and Rogue One was never one of my favorite movies. But like how Obi Wan has influenced A New Hope and Revenge of the Sith for me, this has made Rogue One such a more rewarding watch. And the fact that this show happens and we don't even have K two in the first season. But we have Cassian as such a fleshed out character to where now he's like legitimately one of my all time favorite Star Wars characters. And the line with I burn my life for a sunrise I'll never see, looking at that Uh, with Cassian's end. Mm -hmm. The speeches in this show are incredible. It also just has me thinking that I think 12 episodes is the way to go going forward for a lot yeah. of these shows. 10 at the, the bare minimum. The 6 yeah. to 8 have been fine, but with yeah. a lot of the Star Wars and the Marvel shows, I feel like I'm missing something. Like I The big thing that you noticed with the 6 episode seasons is the conversation in the end, whether it is truthful or just like you know complaining, is whether this should have been a movie or a show. Every yeah. single time we've had a six episode season is this, they could have done this as a movie. It would have been better as a movie. Not one single fucking person said no. that about Andor. There is no way no. this show could have been a movie. It no. would have been. It could have been three. Boom, 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 boom Four. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> not one. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. And we haven't even mentioned Andy Circus. Andy Circus oh, turning man. up out of nowhere and like turning in this incredible performance. I that- Andy Circus as like, just himself in just stuff. Yeah. yeah. I well yeah. It, it just has me wanting like a lot of the people that voice either mocap characters or CG characters to have Dude, an I need Lupita. Just, yeah, I, I was gonna say give us Lapita in yeah. something. Give us Lapita in, in Acolyte. If she shows up in the Acolyte, I'm gonna shit my pants. Make, make her um, a Sith or something. I feel if like she shows entirely up, honest with you, Maz period showing up in Acolyte would be yeah. cool, but yeah, Lupita say, needs like a face role. Lupita like a as brilliant actor and as Maz. That would be funny. Could you imagine movie. them talking to each other like Lupita Nuango talking to Maz? That would be great. That would be great. I would- I'd love a scene with Mars and Huyang, to be honest. Like those are characters mm. that would have a great conversation. I, I can imagine. They've totally met. There's no way they haven't. No, there, there's no yeah. way. It's like Huyang um, just like stopped over like uh, on Takadana one time, just like for refueling, and him and Mars just like hanging out, chatting. She, she's like, "What did you do? Oh, I went and built more lightsabers." <laughs> Give us that, please. So uh, those were our lists. If we real quickly just want to go through our lists five through one, just to recap for everyone, and then we can move on to the next portion. So Don, start with you. Uh, so my my overall list is uh, Book of Boba Fett, number five, Brotherhood, number four, number three, The Fallen Star, uh, number two, Andor, and then number one is Obi-Wan. All right, Connor? Five is Andor, four is Star Wars issue 25, three is Kenobi, Two is Edge of Balance Volume 2, and one is the final arc of the High Republic Phase 1 main comic run by Kevin Scott. Perfect. Uh, Jake? Uh, mine is number five, Midnight Horizon. Number four is Fallen Star. 
Number three is the final arc of the 2020 High Republic run by Kevin Scott. Uh, number two is the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi miniseries comic by Christopher Cantwell. And number one is Andor. All right, and my number five is Crimson Rain. My number four is Trail of Shadows. My number three is Brotherhood. My number two is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And my number one is Andor. So thank you for watching our list, but we're not done yet. Uh, like I said earlier, if you follow us on Twitter, you would see that we had two polls going for what was your favorite Star Wars story of the year and what are you looking forward to the most in 2022? So... We had exactly 771 votes on our first poll, which is just, again, thank you so much. With 54.9% of the vote, the For the Republic audience says that the best story of 2022 was Andor. Uh, so no, no shock there, I think. I, I think like yeah, no, recency no, bias yeah, and everything no and just the, the acclaim would have Andor going one. Obi-Wan Kenobi had 35.5%, Book of Boba Fett 5.7%, and Other had 39 to go a couple stories that got mentioned. Brotherhood, Padawan, Trail of Shadows, Convergence, Path of Deceit, and Tales of the Jedi were mentioned in the comments there. Uh, oh, but Convergence was 2020. Damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. still need to get through that. I'm still on Path of Deceit. I am it was very chomping, good. I'm chomping Much better at the than Path of Deceit. Oh, so so thank you everyone better. for uh, for voting in those polls. Uh, I want to try to do more uh, stuff like this in the future because I really like the response we got. Uh, as for most anticipated of 2023, at this point we're going to take some time to just talk about a few of the things we're really looking forward to in the year. Uh, I'm going to say we're not going to bring up the Bad Batch just because it's already started and we, we took a bit to get this done, but you know me, I'm, I'm super pumped for the rest of the season. I put four options. I said Mando Season 3, Ahsoka, Jedi Survivor, and Other. Uh, with 41.3% of the vote, Ahsoka is the most anticipated show uh, or story of 2023, according to the poll. Mando Season 3 at 31.4, Jedi Survivor 20.7, and Other had 6.6%, and there was a lot to choose from. Uh, in 2023 because we have six shows a bunch of books bunch of comics uh end of one phase of high republic start of another guys i'm gonna be completely honest with you ahsoka i'm looking forward to it i'm hyped out of the six shows that we have okay i'll say five i'm not gonna count young jedi adventures out of the five shows no we that's have, my number one <laughs> i'm just fucking with you but i'm, I'm not gonna do it just because i'm excited for it but like it's hard to say i'm anticipated for it and it doesn't have the hype so out of the five we know, it's my number five of what I'm looking forward to. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be good. However, the I've never been more shocked in my life about how much a change in medium of how the story is going to be told has impacted my in, like anticipation for the show. Because if this was going to be animated and going to be the Rebel sequel, it would be my number one by a country mile. Yeah, but because close. it's live action, I'm just like, eh. Like, I just have a little bit of a disconnect right now between the animation and the live-action Ahsoka. I don't feel like it's the same character. I am really excited to see Sabine and Hera and all of them in live-action. And I'm sure the show is going to be good. And Ezra, yep. and Ezra yeah. My but boy, I'm just, it's just, I look at Mando. I look at uh, Skeleton Crew, which I'm looking forward to more than most people. I look at Visions, and I'm looking forward to them way more. 
and season two. I just, I don't know. Like, I love Ahsoka. You guys know I love Ahsoka. It's just, it's not there. I'm sure it will be when we get more stuff and we're leading to it. But yeah, that's. I think you kind of hit it on the head when you said like the medium issue because first of all, like Rebels is just like stupidly peak. Like, and the fact that we knew it was coming and like we Mm -hmm. knew that this was going to be a show, and then they just switch it. Oh no, it's live action. It's like. Right. But I think part of the problem with the transition to live action, and again, maybe just part of this is like Dave Filoni is is different now than he used to be. Maybe he's just not the same storyteller we all kind of remember him as. But I, I think part of it could be that because they did the transition to live action, he tried to make these stories with these characters a lot more mature than they maybe were. Like, Because again, Clone Wars at its heart is a kid show even though it has some very much non-kid-friendly themes and scenes and shit like that. Rebels, same thing. It, it, it's a kid show. And so when you have the jump to live action, which is much more real life, much more like, again, just like real. It's Star Wars, so it's upsetting. Tactile. Right. Things are going to feel different. Characters are going to feel different. And uh, to be entirely honest with you, I fully expected that when we learned that we were going to start getting live action Ahsoka and these live action characters. And I, I want to say that that's the reason why there's such this disconnect between like what we've gotten with Ahsoka in live action so far and what we know her as from the last, what is it now, like 15 years of the character. I think but, it's going on 15, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think that's why. I just, I think that for whatever reason, the way Dave treats the stories now, he's a little more okay with being lenient with character consistency. And that, for me, is the biggest reason I would put this show at the bottom of my excitement I'm just wondering for next year. how yeah. Sabine and Chopper are, and Ezra are going to translate to live action. Thrawn, mm. I'm not worried about. Thrawn, I feel like, is going to be awesome. And same yeah. with Hera. I'm still very like, worried for Thrawn because just the way they're trying to adapt, or what it sounds like they're trying to adapt, Heir to the Empire... Like, don't get me wrong, I love Thrawn in Rebels, but he is a little inconsistent with the books, but I'm afraid that here they're just going to go full stop. Are we going to get Luke in, in Oh, the God. Show? What about what about Luke, the second clone? Like, you know, oh, what are no. we going to get him as well? I don't <laughs> well, know. Hey, Where are we gonna I forgot get who Ezra? from Bad Batch, Bad Batch was saying that Bad Batch and the Mandoverse are purposefully tying into all this cloning stuff. So I'm sure we're going to get more to that with Ahsoka. Yeah. See, like, oh, if we get I Grogu actually in Bad Batch season two. It's over. It's over. That's gonna be awesome. What if the story. Bad Batch rescued him? I'm just kidding. I know that. Yeah, no, we, like, we need more. Okay, uh, I tweeted. So, about like, this what earlier. if uh, we... it was actually Clone Force well, 99 actually, that snuck in in the temple? What if it I was actually Mace Window? Oh my god. Uh, I but I think earlier, can... but we need more that would actually like be kind of 2015 yeah. to 2017 levels of speculation. Y'all remember the Snoke theories? Oh, we got to bring oh, that kind of shit back. Yeah. That made fan interaction like fandom people interaction were kind of like so much ironically being like, "What if Kino jumps off the thing and gets a dent in his head and becomes snow?" But like th- those <laughs> yeah. were legit theories we had back in yeah. the day. Like, like mm-hmm. literally fishing him out of like fishing him out of the the water and being yeah. like, "Yeah, that's why he's all crazy. wrinkly. He's just still waterlogged from like forty years crazy. earlier." Do you remember the little bit where because? Mark Hamill wasn't in any of the promo for The Force Awakens. Do you remember just the where he the was Kylo? Time, yeah, where where Luke was Kylo. Yeah, Luke was Kylo. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I like, was like, it's... I was like holding my breath during The Force Awakens that that wasn't gonna be the case. 
and thankfully it wasn't when we showed adam driver's beautiful poofy hair and i'm like okay we're good we're good i I remember like uh when we went to see the force awakens like i went to see it with my family and my mum uh read a rumor that like (laughs) that luke would be luke would only be at the end of the film i was like oh no no he'll show up during he'll show up part way through like they're not gonna leave luke skywalker until the end and like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and I remember like getting to the end and I could feel my mum like looking over at me like literally as the <laughs> film ended. I was like, oh, okay. He's he is at the end then. And then <laughs> yet? And we, we couldn't we couldn't like stop joking about the fact afterwards that he didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> that he just that he just stares. That's just the fu- it was just the funniest well, thing. Mark Hamill like got paid millions it's a, of remember dollars. Remember that snippet just, he did with cool. Kathleen Kennedy after, yeah. where she was like, "Into you, Mark," and he's just like, "Oh, I have lines." Just I'm like, just used to like, staring intensely. It's like doing his best Wednesday Adams impression. Yeah, like. <laughs> but I actually I see. I go actually, back to that era, man. It, it was oh, so fun. I miss it was the a, early it days. Was a, it was a simpler time. Yeah. But like I, I'm actually going to 2018 is just oh yeah oh yeah I'm actually going to break rank though with you with you two guys and I'm actually going to say that I'm still very hyped for Ahsoka because like oh no, it's not that I'm not looking yeah. forward to no, no, it like, it's just it's, I yeah. I'm looking forward to the other shows more yeah. if that makes any sense because like I really I'm I'm so excited for Mando series three because I think there's there's oh, I'm actually so excited for it. Hu Yang mm. is like a big part of why I'm excited for Ahsoka because, like, I just you know I love I love Hu Yang. I, I'm a big David Tennant fan. Like, yeah, Lucasfilm. If you don't get David Tennant back to voice Hu Yang, I'll be very upset. <laughs> just, just watch saying. them pull a, pull the rug out from under you, and it's not even Hu Yang. It's just like yeah. some other random droid that looks like him. Yeah, and I'll just be like, like literally, like we we'll just like log in to do that. Uh, to do that. I was like, this show sucks. Be- zero out of ten. I'm done yeah, watching. Like, it's like when we thought ever. when we thought Taika was IG88 in Mando. Yeah. It's like no, it's just a completely different oh, IG no. droid. No, this is oh, IG11. He's that's a very or yeah, the no. not for LOM that was in uh, Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi. Kenobi uh, to be fair, IG11 IG11 is the goat. A little later, IG11 is much yeah. cooler than IG88. No, I'll agree with that. Um, that's, but yeah, I think I we can agree. we can transition now to just talking about if you just want to list what you're most anticipated of the next year is and just some other stuff that you are looking yeah. forward to we can go right ahead uh don like i said you want to start so, us yeah. off oh uh, yeah like so ahsoka is like probably my most anticipated mainly because like because i i do understand like the 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 difficulty with like uh rosaria dawson's interpretation like her her version of ahsoka like yes she's very different from like uh, Ashley Eckstein's uh, version, and I am holding my breath to kind of see, because I have a theory about where they're going with it and why she's so different, and maybe the Ahsoka show is going to like be also much like Obi Wan, like about her rediscovering herself and like kind of getting back to like like it'll becoming bridge, the Ahsoka bridge the gap, bridge the gap exactly. Like, and I am I'm 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 holding out for it because I'm fully prepared for, uh, especially with the rumors about Hayden Christensen being there, like for 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 the show to just wreck us the minute he shows up and interacts with Ahsoka. Like that's going to be insane. I'm also, the minute I hear Hey Snips, I'm going to start crying. I'm I'm saying right now, same. I'm I'm going to be like, I'm going to, there's going to be tears for sure. Like I'm excited to see Hera, uh, Sabine. I'm, I'm really impressed with the castings for all of them. Like Mary Elizabeth Winstead makes perfect sense for Hera. Uh, Natasha Lubodizio. I just really cool. Didn't think I could simp for Hera more. And they just, that i'll say this just to uh counteract something i did say everything i said about it not being animated 
The Anakin stuff is the one thing where I'm like, no, I'm glad that's live action. Yeah, and that's uh, and I so, almost wonder if mm-hmm. that is the main reason they are doing it in live action because they want because they have Hayden back because they have mm. Hayden back and they 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 have a chance to do that. I mean, like you know, it might not just be Hayden. Like for all we know, Ewan could turn up. We all know how the much different he... eras of Ahsoka that they've talked about in flashbacks of having multiple actresses player also yeah. really intrigues me. Exactly because I want to yeah. see who they get to play her. And, and I want to see more. Apparently, it's the well. um. What's the girl from House of Dragon? Oh, oh. the one, yes. Uh, the Targaryen girl. Yeah. Oh, isn't is she there like a, 50 of those? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I haven't I started this show yet. I don't know I, anything I don't know about Game of Thrones. What is a Game of Thrones? You haven't yeah, watched Game of Thrones? Oh, I've wow. watched Game like... of Thrones. I haven't watched House of yeah. Dragon. No, no, you should watch House of Dragon. It will make up for Series Eight. I, I guarantee. Okay. But like, yeah. So the Targaryens are like the Dragon Clan, basically. They, they, there's I, like I don't different... need a, I, I don't need yeah. a lore. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, but I'm I don't good. need a lore. He's like, I don't give up. The target. So the Targaryens are like the Dragon Clan. Yeah, like that that kind of thing. But yeah, it's Amelia Clark. That's all you. We'd need be here for another two hours. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, but it's it's an intriguing prospect, Andrew. Yeah, like the most. Yeah, who's the lady? Who's yeah? I know who you're talking about, Jake, because I've seen like something (laughs) about the young. It's the younger girl from House of Dragons. Yeah, I see. I see a different. I see a different person every week for. Like Laura Harrier. Long, yeah, Laura Harrier for a long time. Was Laura like Harrier's just a fan cast, and like I think she would have been phenomenal as adult Ahsoka, but she's like 35, bro. She can't yeah. play 12 year old Ahsoka. Yeah, agreed. I, I I do agree, but also Mando series three is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I because I feel like there has been a lot of like like you go on Twitter, you see a lot of like clowning on Dave Filoni and John Favreau because I feel like the book of Boba Fett maybe exhausted people a little bit with like the whole Mando verse aesthetic, and I'm fully expecting. I'm I'm guessing it's going to be, I feel it's going to be an MCU thing, like with Age of Ultron and Ant-Man, like how where people were saying how sick they were of the MCU, and then Ant-Man came out and they were all like, oh yeah, I love this again. Star Wars fans are fickle beings. I think yeah. like, after some time away, it's going to be a bit refreshing to exactly. go back to But I, also I season three that, sounds like it actually has a story this time, yeah, and it's not yeah. just like cameo of the week, cameo of the week, cameo of the week, western I will, story, cameo of the I week. Will, so like, it was more adventurous I will week. defend, I will defend series two, because I still love series two, but like, yeah, I do understand your point there, but I, I, I'm excited to see where they're going. I think there's going to be a lot more ambition in this kind of like, in this series. It's really exciting. Mando as a like, whole, I just find to be underrated for me. I don't know why, I just do. I mean, it's probably like every because... time I like it's weird because I watch because like I remember I watched season one in preparation for season two and I was like, that was fucking good. And I'm feeling like I'm going to do the same with season two in prep for season three. And I'm just going to be like, that was fucking good. Yeah, I clown but, on it. I think it should like, be a lot better, but I still fucking love it. I really but yeah, like every mm-hmm. time I think about it in terms of everything else, Star Wars, I'm just like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. You know? Yeah. I'm it's kind of the same special. way where I watch it. I'm like, that's awesome. And then in the mid, I'm like, mm, it was fine. It's but like, such I'm- like a hype show to me. Like, yeah, I feel like it's so much better as you're watching it. And then you kind of forget about it. Fair. And then like Connor said, you rewatch it before new stuff comes out. And then you're like, damn, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then you forget I mean- about it. And it's again, I think part of that's just the way it's told. Forget about it. Yeah, it's one forget of the about about it. It's one of the forget few about like, live it. action shows in my mind where I've watched an episode and been like, that wasn't I didn't like that. But I'm like just gonna, I'm gonna just tweet also forget, just the no Mandalorian. <laughs> forget about, about it. it. Should tweet that out, no context. <laughs> um oh, that's great. But but as for me, 
uh, I'll, I'll just go with the three that I'm really looking forward to the most. So I'll put Skeleton Crew at three. Uh, we don't know anything about the show except Jude Law, but I just something That's about it a reason. intrigues me so much. The Stranger Things in space that they've described it as, or the Goonies. I'm like, I want that. I want, I want this. I, I'm just, even though it's in the Mandoverse, it doesn't feel like a Mandoverse show just yet. So that really intrigues me. And the fact that like we know so little, like we know more about Acolyte than we do about Skeleton Crew, and Skeleton Crew is coming out first. So just again, that intrigues me. I did a whole video on it on the channel if you want to check that out. Uh, number two is Mando Season 3. Again, I'm really looking forward to it. It's probably like the one I'm the most hyped for, but you'll when I get to my number one, you'll understand. Uh, I just I, I I'm super hyped that we're gonna get more like actual Mandalore stuff in this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the stuff with Bo-Katan. Looks so intriguing. Uh, I want to see these characters again. I just can't uh, wait to see more Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, man. yeah. Sackhoff. The fact so that we're not excited. gonna have a certain someone in the show anymore is awesome. And then just, there's yeah, exactly. And then there's yeah. just again, really looking forward to it. Looking to see Din with the dark saber, uh, and just see how they handle the interlude that we had in book of boba fett of like how are they gonna like are they gonna ever like are they just gonna recap anything is is boba and fennec are they gonna be back in this like who knows i'm looking forward to it and then number one for me is vision season two uh just because i think it's gonna have the chance to be the most unique star wars we've ever had just for the fact that it's gonna have so many different studios from so many different countries and animation yeah. styles in mm-hmm. this season I'm really looking forward to it. I love Vision Season. I don't talk about Visions that much. Like, it's not on my mind that much. But, like, the Village Bride, the Twins, uh, the Duel are some of, like, the most, like, batshit awesome Star Wars that we've ever had. Village Bride is top five favorite Star Wars for me of all time. So, I get that again. And, oh, yeah. Wait, when did Visions come out? 2021. Was it 2021? I thought it was 2020. Was it 2021? It was 21, I think. Was it? I think it, it was 2021. 2020 was I, just honestly, Mando season I don't remember two. Yeah, it was. Because I think anymore. I think 2019 was, and now is yeah. a blur. I think 21 yeah. was Bad Batch and then Visions in the fall, and then we had like one episode of Book of Book <laughs> at the end of the year. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's coming out in 2021, the last oh day of the year, but it's coming out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Visions came weird. out in 2021. Yeah, yeah, so I'm 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 hyped for it. I feel like it's been a long time, and I hope we get some continuations of some of the, um stories that we had in season one while also getting some new stories, but also mm-hmm. special mention to Jenna survivor and uh, the inquisitor novel rise of the red blade. Uh, because yeah, Connor, I think we know what your uh, most anticipated is. Yeah. Sir. Jedi survivor slash battle scars. They go together and high Republic phase three. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I, I, I should have said high Republic. Yeah, phase I three. Said yeah that's, phase that's three. my yeah. number one. Like yeah. real just, quickly, Connor, because you really want them to get that bastard Marky old row. I just don't. I, I, I want him to suffer. <laughs> I, I'm I'm curious because you said Edge of Balance got on like mid recording session. What did you kick off the list to oh, gonna, put Edge of Balance? On? Love this. Uh, so my original. Okay, so like my original original list was five, from five to one. Uh, Tales of the Jedi and or Kenobi issue 20 of of the Star Wars run and the High Republic comic. And then it just went and it just kind of changed. And then I took out Tales of the Jedi, 
moved Kenobi and Andor down and put Edge of Balance at three. And then I was like, nah, nah, this was actually pretty fucking good. So I'll move it to two. Last okay. minute surprise. And you had Into the Dark in there very briefly, but that was. <laughs> I actually, no, no, no. I didn't. It was actually not on my list. I just wanted to make oh. sure, because, like, I just forgot, like, when it came out. Because, like, 21, like, phase one from 20, from being in, like, late 21, 21 to, like, early 22, it kind of, like, blurred together. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Into the Dark like, might have topped my, if we did this last year, it might have topped. Yeah. It, it probably would have topped mine too. Actually, no. Into the Dark would have been at the top of mine. No. It wouldn't have been for me. Issue one of, of the High Republic. High Republic. I mean, it would have been, it would have been the Rising Storm, like, I think, for me, because of just yeah, like I that. I think Rising Storm would have been. Issue one clears. Yeah. Every my popular opinion is, is that Rising cool. Storm tends to be like, Lower on my High Republic phase one rankings. I still love it. It's that's great. With Fallen Star, but I, I think it's a little overrated. I need to reread. I'm it like that with like, Out of the Shadows. I, I just it, it's fine. I got I the book. Like I was like Out eh. of the Shadows at all. Uh, it, it it's mm. it's all right. It eh. kind of drags. It drags a lot. It's like, it drags. It's and Reefing Comac favorite. are not Reefing Comic Comac. That's Keith and Romac. The Jake, that's Jake Skywalker, actually. Uh, <laughs> Jake Skywalker shit. <laughs> not my Luke Skywalker. Yeah. This okay, man just so renamed characters. Did y'all yeah. remember when my Twitter username was Jake Soywalker because I kind of took that name back from the Dude Bros? And no, I had I people blocking me I thinking that I was serious point. about it. They thought I was nope. serious. They're like, oh, you're just an alt-right. I'm like, it's a fucking joke. <laughs> Twitter I feel is, like that happens with you a lot. Is Twitter I forgot about that. I think that you're just so right. Twitter is where that was, Sasaya goes to die. I miss that name now. Damn. Yeah. All right, oh. Mr. Soywalker. You I said phase name. three. What else are you look, looking forward to before we get out of here? Uh, phase three, Mando season three, which might surprise a lot of people because, again, I clown all over the fucking show. But I do like it. I make fun of it because I like it. And uh, Jedi Survivor. <laughs> it's a fucking abusive relationship. Jesus that's, Christ. That's me with Game of Thrones, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You see, Battle Scars for me is horrifying because I know it's going to be good, but like the fact that we don't see Grease or Marin in the Survivor trailer makes me think that I'm going to cry during I'm that. I'm just book. scared because we have like four days to read the book before the fucking game. That's, comes the, out. that's so my have, problem. I'm, I'm yeah. taking those four days off of work and I'm locking myself in my room to read that shit. Like, read it, read it. I'm I'm screwed. Like I literally haven't finished Path of Deceit that came in on came out in October. Do you think I'm gonna ha I'm gonna finish a book in less than six days? I thought I was taking a long time because I just finished Convergence like, a couple days ago. Like I yeah. just it's not really because like the story like obviously I'm at the end and like the end's starting to pick up, but like I just I get so distracted. That's my problem. I, I feel listen to the audiobook like, while you read the physical book. It'll force yeah. you to be paying attention. That oh, that worked for me with my reading. I feel like that'll worsen it for me. That'll worsen it. I feel like that'll worsen it for me. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. I tried to do all because I tried to do audiobooks one time and just like no, no, yeah. I actually did try to do that. Like audiobook while reading it. It, it I I couldn't do it. It just I, I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> all right so with that i think we can uh wrap things up thank you for joining us for our best of 2022 episode and a little tidbit into what you can expect for 2023 
Uh, so where can everyone find you? Don, start things off for us. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter for however long Twitter is still standing. It, I mean, I, I was surprised Twitter made it into 2023, to be honest. But yeah, you can find yeah. me uh, on Twitter at Donovan Mead, where, you know, I, I tweet uh, a lot of stuff. I tweet Doctor Who, Marvel, Star Wars, you know, a bit of, bit of Wednesday stuff as well, because, you know, Wednesday on Netflix, good show. Jenna Ortega, good, really good actress. Uh, but also... Yeah, you can find me on Hive at Donovan McComish. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan underscore McComish. And you can also find me on uh, SWEditorIG.com where I write articles. Uh, and I'm also part of the like, uh, I'm also one of the story writers uh, for the uh, SWE, 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 SWE fiction. Uh, which is basically a collection of uh, Star Wars fan stories that are like linked by a shared continuity, and we try to stay within uh, what's already been established canon-wise, mostly. Although we do occasionally like to bring in some stuff from Legends. You know, uh, my story, Scars of War, brought in a character from Legends, Sharkoon, who is like Plo Koon's niece. Uh, she's really cool. Uh, that story basically followed Sharkoon and a clone trooper called Blister, who both survived Order 66. Uh, and it's just about like them living through the trauma of that. You know, if you like the Obi-Wan show, maybe check it out. I had a lot of fun writing it. Jake did a killer job with the artwork. Have to always shout that out because that artwork, man, just so good. All right. Connor, how about you? Uh, Twitter and Hive, both at Depa Banana. Uh, you can find me co-hosting on the Nerd Academy podcast with my other pod father, Jared, the Dark Jedi, specifically our Star Wars show, Knights of the Nerd Republic. We got some cool stuff in the works there that I hope pays off. Um, where else? Oh, Instagram, ConmanJFO. I, like, never use it, but, like, except for messages, that's it. Uh, where else? I feel like I'm missing something besides TikTok. SWE. You got a TikTok, right? I don't use TikTok. All right. I should just to browse. That's it. I po I've posted like maybe three videos. One of them was just like a Fallen Order quiz that I aced. One question was actually really hard. <laughs> that I aced. Like uh, one question was actually really hard. It was how many planets are featured in the game. Seven. I almost said Ooh. five, and I was like, wait, Braca and Nur. So it's seven. Mm. Like, uh, that's all that was actually the hardest question on it. Everything yeah, else like stupid comes in, no comes in right at the end, so it's like it's very easy oh, to like it didn't come in right at the end. It was in like the middle of the pack. So it was like easy, 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 easy. Oh no, I just oh, mean no, like as a planet, like in the game, it just comes oh, yeah. in right at the end. No, for yeah. sure. <laughs> um SWE. Yes, you can also find me at SWEditorIG.com slash fiction. I don't have any stories yet. I'm on the story group. We do stuff, it's cool. I work with I work, yeah. I can't speak. You work with Kenobi. I I work with this guy and this guy to create a connected universe of Star Wars fan stories. We got some cool stuff. A story that's coming out, I think, fairly soonish. I don't really know. Austin literally just texted me about something, so I gotta read that. Um it's called the Hidden Kyber. It's set shortly after the events of Fallen Order, and it stars Seer Junda and Cal Kestis, and it probably comes out in Jan It probably comes out this month, but I don't know. Beautiful. 
Uh, Jake. Uh, yeah, so you can find me at Jedi Jake double underscore on Twitter, Hive, and Instagram now. I'm on all three of those. Um, mostly Star Wars bullshit, but uh, yeah. And as the previous two have mentioned, uh, we're part of the Star Wars Editor Fiction. Um, I recently had a short comic come out called The Day the Sky Turned Green. Um, the Death Star shows up on Alderaan and shit goes bad. Y'all know how that goes. Um, and it goes same bad with Connor, a twist. It does go bad with a twist. Um, but yes, same as Connor, we have a fun initiative that should be starting to roll out pretty soon. I have two stories coming out from that. Uh, one is called Solo's Heart. It is about Kylo Ren, um, and he is very emo about his past and all that shit. And the other one is called Danger Squad. It's about a bunch of characters who, like, are not very typical Star Wars kinds of characters. And they basically kidnap a couple of senators right as the First Order decides they're going to take over the galaxy and destroy Hosnian Prime. And shit hits the fan a lot. So there's that. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Starlight Andrew. Uh, you can also follow the podcast on Twitter at For the Repub Pod and on Instagram and TikTok at For the Republic Pod. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube for the Republic Podcast. We're trying to get our, our stuff going on there. You can find the sexy video versions of all the episodes, including our first Bad Batch recap that we dropped last week. Me and Jared, Connor's two pod dads, talked about the Bad Batch for a little bit, and we'll have our Bad Batch recaps. Uh, every week on the channel. Probably next week we're going to be restarting our Clone Wars stuff. So we'll be tackling the end of Season 1, getting into Season 2. And we have a lot of fun stuff planned for 2023. We're getting the Blue Shadow Virus, baby. Blue Shadow, Shadow Virus. Shadow Blue Shadow Virus. Virus. I feel like we've ended the last five episodes of us being like, yeah, so Blue Shadow Virus is coming next. And then, Blue yeah. Shadow Virus. And we're going to get to the MVP of the episode, Blue Shadow Virus. Peppy, Bo, nobody else. She, she, no runs. one else. Absolute but yeah. queen. Hope you all are having a great start to your new year, and uh, we hope you join us on our Star Wars journey throughout the year. So until then, we'll see you guys later, and may the force be with you, always. Bye.